Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. And for another episode number 14 of the Stability and Opportunity podcast with someone you may have known, may know, and should know for, uh, oh yeah, it's going to be a great episode. Uh, if you haven't noticed yet, we've got Lars Hedenborg, the owner and head coach at B-School with us today. You're probably coming to this video for a number of reasons. One of them is you're trying to figure out what to say and what to do during the this guy right here, he always knows what to say and always knows what to do under every single circumstance. And so I have a, a great feeling, a positive hope for today's episode where he's going to share with you what's working, what's not working, what's adapted. I just want to point out a couple of things. One, uh, I've dressed up a little bit more today, if you haven't noticed from the past episodes. Uh, I've been hearing how important it is to have a daily routine. The routine that you bring to your day is the energy that you run with. And so uh, some of us are just rolling out of bed and maybe doing nothing. Uh, some of us are getting ready for the day. And I thought, well, let me take the advice that we're offering here and actually live it. So instead of a T-shirt, I've put on a button-down shirt, added a tie, and uh, wanted to just kind of live the dream, <laughs> live the experience that we're offering here. And so uh, first, that was that. Secondly, if you're a Red X customer and you're a new customer, please make sure you check your email. Look for the welcome email that gives you a link to attend your orientation webinar. If you haven't gone through orientation yet, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are going to be much, much harder to do and implement without understanding how the system works. So go do that right now. And then finally, before we start getting into who Lars is, what you ought to know, what he's going to bring and how it can help you, uh, look on the screen because we do these shows daily until we don't have to. And we've got a number of great episodes, both in the past and upcoming. And so if you go to the redx.com forward slash blog, wait for a little pop-up, put your name and email address in there. We're going to send you updates from every episode, and we're compiling a list of the best scripts, the best action plans, the best tools from each one of these episodes. It's in production right now, so you're going to want to be on a list when we put it out there. And if you're waiting for it, just give us a little bit more time because it's going to be a spectacular video. And so here we are with Lars Hedenborg. Welcome to the show. Yeah, appreciate that uh, introduction, although I am wearing a t-shirt today, so I feel like a, a slouch uh, after you just told me I should have uh, dressed up better. Um, yeah, it, it's funny hearing the intro, you know, a lot of what uh, what I've been doing over the last, you know, since, I forget when I signed up with Red X, but it was like one of the first technology tools that I implemented in my business, and I've never freaking stopped using it. You know, so back in 2008, 9, 10, 11, it sucked. There was plenty of listings to go get. You know, a tool like this was like the hot tool at the time. And then the market got really great. You know, habits, you know, subside. And people think that you can't go out for FISBOs and expireds in a, in a good market. And uh, so part of me, without shaming the listeners, is like, you know, you should never stop doing the things that work even if they work a little less awesome when there's a gazillion agents in your market you still need to be using a tool like red x every single day 
I'd say pretty much every day for the last 10 years, I've been using Red X. You know, it's, it's, it's not a tool that I've, I've let go of. It's just a business lesson that we want to, we want, we want to let go of the things when, you know, maybe there's not as many expireds in a hot market, but you better make sure you have this system in place in your business coming up here. There's going to be a major impact, you know, from, from what's going on right now in terms of our economy. There's people that there's businesses that are not going to come back and people won't get their jobs back and there's going to be a shift here. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited to be here with you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, uh, as always, I never ask anybody who comes on this show to say anything about Red X. Uh, so anytime you hear someone drop like good words and praise upon us, thank you. Uh, but also we don't ask for it. So that's all unsolicited. Um, I'd like to go back to the beginning here because there's two things I think the audience needs to know right now. Uh, one of them is I went on your website and I know a lot about the blueprints that you've developed. I know a lot of the places that you've been and come from to get to where you are, how you've built your business over a million GCI. I remember that you were an engineer, I think, at heart. If I'm wrong, correct that. But you've helped create essentially blueprints for agents to reach and breach. That's a good little rhyme. Reach and breach uh, a million G in GCI a year. And uh, I purposefully made sure that the audience, anybody who's interested in making that amount of money, anybody who's interested in making a fraction of that money, that we get the opportunity to hear your blueprint, your systems adapted for today. Uh, to add more to that, um, one question I'd like to give you the opportunity to answer for those who don't know who you are. Why should they listen to you? What are they going to get out of today's conversation? And what do you offer the market perspective-wise? that is hard to find anywhere else. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got into real estate when the market turned to crap. So in Charlotte, North Carolina, our market shifted in 2007. It wasn't obvious until the end of the financial world in, in you know, late 2008. And so I, I built my business uh, in the crappiest years you could imagine. Our roster went from 15,000 agents to 5,000 agents in about a three-year period. And I went from 60 to 120 to 180 to 250 to over 400 sides. In, and it's almost been harder to practice real estate in the last three or four years because we're back up to 17,000 agents in our market. And we're getting ready to go through that cleanse again. Uh, and all I did was, and I just followed the basic routines of doing things that most, most agents don't want to do. And it's time blocking around new business development, using tools. And I know you're not looking for, for props on Red X, but it's using tools like Red X and getting creative on how you can use a tool like that um, to, you know, to, to improve your business. We did 700,000 GCI. So we're at about a 3 million GCI, you know, each of the last five years or so. Uh, and we did 700,000 GCI last year from FISBOs and expireds in a really hot and it's a combination of, uh, of calling, of uh, we use your system to hook up to another bit of technology where we can get creative. And we also write uh, handwritten letters every day using mm. your, your system to figure out who's, who's coming, expired, uh, coming expired. And I've, I've had that same system in place for, it seems like forever. It never stopped. Even when there was less expired, we've always done that, that thing. So I think agents want to... They want it to be easy, number one, and they want they they're so 
enamored with what's marketed to us where it's really easy to get distracted in our industry. And so, you know, I've just been consistent with the handful of tools and lead gen sources that actually work. Um, you know, I know teams that are at like 20% of their GCI, they spend back on Zillow, back on pay-per-click, back on mass media, bulletin boards, like, you know, not bulletin boards, um, billboards. Uh, and they, they're not making money and they're going to be hurting in this time, you know? So there's a lesson in that, you know, build something that's profitable on a, on a sustainable economic model where you're, you're not just worried about top line numbers. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's just, everybody wants an easy button. Nobody's really willing to do the work at this point. I don't have to do the day-to-day grind of real estate. So I'm more of a, an owner in that business. Um, but when I started the coaching business, I, I had to be a, a player, mm-hmm. you know, I, wa- I wasn't the business owner right away. It took me almost six years to get this business to the point where it had the systems and processes and, you know, proven tools that we can use to help others uh, be successful. And um, so I don't know, I think it's just a sign of instant gratification. You know, my kids are nine and 12 and they know that there's a prime button on Amazon. Like they'll tell me to search for something and make sure I hit the prime button because they don't want to wait two days. They want the, the next day. And so I think it's just a sign of the times that we think everything is easy hmm. and everything's just a click of a button and it's not. I love that. I've got two, two things I'm going to put out there right now. One, I want to leave for later and I like opening loops for the audience to wait for because uh, one of those is going to be about the... I would say your stack, your systems, your tools, your processes. Um, And the other one is, I would say, what is your process, right? So part of today's show is about getting into, well, what have you consistently done? Because consistency is a theme that shows up in each one of these episodes. And so then within that consistency, what have you adapted? So that way the audience, as we like to say, knows what to say and do during these times. And so if you could walk us through uh, your, I would say, cold calling approach, what your script sounds like, what do you say after you get off the phone, what do you write down, and then that way uh, we can listen to that and then you could tell us what adaptations you've made to that. You know what's funny is that when I built my business, I built it as a marketer and not a like all blood and guts hit the phones. So this is going to sound awful. I've never consistently outbound prospected expireds. Fizbo's, I was okay. It just wasn't my personality style. I got really good at using your system, but I've, I've used your system forever because it's always been the easiest way to get data. I've always had an administrator that was sending postcards or sending letters or handwriting, handwriting notes. Um, I've used technology now to grab email addresses and texting and voicemail drops and, and some really cool stuff that we're doing. And we also prospect to expired and Fizbo's now. I am not your script guy. So I'm not, I'm not even going to go into that world okay. with you. Um, but I would say to answer your question, um, the, the, the business is really simple. Like three or four lead sources, you know, where you can uh, get a lead and then it's like just tracking the conversations, appointments set, how many show up, how many you sign as new clients, how many you can get under contract and close and having tracking 
in place for all of that. That's something that I've always been really good at. Um, and it's not all that complicated. I, we got away from paid lead sources about three years ago. So we don't do the, I mean, I, I suppose buying data through Red X is sort of a lead source, but it's having a conversation or getting them to call us that creates an opportunity that generates a lead that we track in our database. We've always been really good about database management, you know, and I feel like that's something that most sort of like naturally talented salespeople, they aren't really good about creating a contact record and attaching an email sequence or a to-do. Like those are just basic fundamental database management practices that yeah. you need you need to model as the the team the team leader if you're going to build a business or if you're not going to build a business you know you still need to make sure that you're stacking a whole bunch of opportunities based on conversations that you have and you divide your time into new business development versus follow up and you're like I was always like just laser focused on you know measuring my dials, how many dials did it take to have a contact? How many really good conversations did I have? How many good conversations led to an appointment set and, and tracking it. And if you don't track, you're not going to win I love in, that. Uh, in business. And we, yeah. And, and we've got, you know, pretty easy tracking systems that we use. So they're not overly complicated. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of guys out there, you know, that can teach you what to say, um, develop the thick skin, uh, we do it pretty well, um, but ours is pretty much balanced with inbound and outbound, you know, so 350,000 inbound, 350,000 outbound with uh, expired and FISBOs last year on nearly no spend, less than $1,000 a month, hmm. you know, so it, it's it's one of the highest return, probably as high a return as our database, you know, when you look at, you know, the amount of money, we have more time invested probably in expired and FISBOs now, Um but probably not even. I mean, we have a, we've got a couple of marketers on our team that manage our database and our events and our clients for life programs. So it's probably equal equally high returns. Um, so we're pretty happy with the returns. So let's get into the tactical part inside your business. And maybe that also speaks to another lens. If you can combine them, that would be great. Is you have coaching clients as well. And they probably come to you from all sorts of places and spaces, and you've got to get them aligned to the processes and things that you've discovered that work. So um, if we take a journey inside of your business, you've got those four major lead sources, and you've got those outbound dials happening. Um, can you walk the audience through what your team is doing? And then that way people listening can then hear what's in it for them. Uh, you mean in terms of the production of the team or our, our cadence or what? Um, so you have mostly of our audience are solo agents who are kind of trying to figure things out on their own. And when we talk about kind of all the different positions on the team, I think that might be overwhelming for them to think through that. And so if we had, if you had to coach, you know, a thousand agents right now who are in their business, solopreneurs trying to figure out what to do right now, what advice would you give them based on your systems and processes that could help them achieve similar results to what you guys are doing? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So the, the two things that come to mind 
three things that come to mind. The first is like just a, a non-negotiable daily calendar. And that's something I've always been good at. Uh, agents like to think working on something that's going to help them succeed and they're not. You know, they may have one buyer that's an actual client. They'll spend half a day looking for properties for the buyers, blow their whole morning, you know, on stuff that's not going to build the business. Um, eight to 11 at a minimum on our team is protected time. So you, you can't do anything on our team. And administrators can't even talk to the salespeople because we're, we're in 50, 10, 50 minutes, laser focus, 10 minute break for three hours minimum. Then we take a break and then we reconvene for, for lead follow-up. So I would just say daily, daily calendar, the basics. And most agents don't have that. And they're not going to scale because they're, they're, they're not set up for success just from a calendar perspective. The second thing I would say is to go really deep on one lead source at a time. I remember when I was a solo agent, I had this mindset that I would only start into a lead source if I knew it could bring me 50 deals minimum per year because I knew I wanted to build this business. I knew I didn't want to be spread so thin. I wanted to get to 250 sides and I knew I could do it with five lead sources. And so it's that mindset. If As a solo agent, if you spread yourself across five lead sources, you're never going to get any of them to 50. If hmm. you start at one at a time, the first one's your database. Get, get to 50 deals in your database. Maybe add an expires and master a script. Go super deep on one lead source at a time and then bring others into your world to help you build on, on the success that you've already had. Um, that's probably the second piece of advice that I would give. And I got really good at a basic script. My first real estate coach was Craig Proctor. If, if you pinned me in a corner and told me to, to, to script, have a script off with you, I would go to universal follow-up script. I didn't create it, but I listened to five years worth of recorded role play calls, five years of weekly calls, 250 hours I listened to in my car. And I'm, I'm not a salesperson. I've never held a sales job before, but I knew I needed to figure out how to say the right things to motivate people to take action and meet with me. And so whatever those scripts are, master those scripts. Don't take it lightly. You know, your net. Yeah, what does that universal script sound like? I mean, you've just set everybody up. They're salivating. You spend all that time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can find it online and I, I don't take credit for it. It's basically, um, so, hey, this is Lars Hedenborg with Remax. Um, you know, I'm calling to follow up. You had registered on our site and I just want to check in to see how things were going. Um, are you still interested in, in purchasing? You know, uh, the, I, I remember more so the call to action, you know, uh, Justin, would, would it be helpful if I emailed you every day, you know, off market properties, uh, you know, builder closeouts, distress sales, you know, just delivered to your email every day. Would that be helpful in, in your home search? That'd be great. Okay. When, when can we get together? Ah, can't you just email it to me? So all the objection handlers around it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just, you just need to know a script and, and get really good at one script at a time. If you spread yourself too thin, you're not going to really master one thing. You can get the 50 sides in most markets and bigger markets on just expires and FISBOs. You know, with one, one technology tool, a couple scripts, four hours time block in the morning, a basic CRM for follow-up, you know, and you could build your business that way. And then once you get a little bit of scale, get the heck out of 
all of the administrative stuff that is involved in real estate. Eighty percent of the it, audience. What? 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 I mean, you have a classification of what administrative means. Let's give the audience, by your definition, what that work is. Yeah. So, so, and it starts with a mindset shift around how much money you want to make per hour you invest in your business. So, when I was new in the business, I decided I wanted to make two hundred fifty dollars an hour, and I just, I just determined that's that's what I wanted to make, and it made it real easy for me to dissect the job of a real estate agent, putting in yards, taking photos, designing marketing brochures, doing any listing client care, listing data entry, closing coordination, showing homes, um, prospecting at one point. Like I just elevated. I started with all the runner type activities. Those are all $12 an hour in my market. Um, administrative help is $20 an hour. Showing agents are 25 to 30. Buyer agents are 30 to 50. Good listing agents in my market are 75 to 100 bucks an hour. I want to make 250 bucks an hour, so I can't do any of those things. So even if you're not going to like become a business owner, it's this mindset that you need to find an administrator at a minimum five hours a day who can take off all of the stuff that, that you, you know, think of yourself as the surgeon. The surgeon, the real surgeon comes in, his hands are scrubbed, the chest cavity is already open. And he comes in and he does his thing. He leaves the chest cavity open. There's another surgical team that's a lower pay grade that brings the ribs back together, does the sutures, gets them into the intensive care unit. And I think so if you have that mindset that you're the surgeon, you're going to build even a small team around you where you're going to do the highest dollar productive activity. So it's, it's everything except... You know, new business development and listing appointments are the two highest. If you're going to stay in production, you need to get a lot of the other stuff. Showing homes is not a dollar productive activity, especially in a shifting market. You can find someone that loves showing homes for 20 bucks an hour. Someone will show homes for you better than you can with more patience than you have. You know, we have a $10,000 average commission check in our market. So we're blessed in that way. A lot of markets don't have that. So I understand that some have more, but it surprises me with that much of a commission check available that an agent, a top agent will actually go show homes, you know, and, and not, not use a showing agent. Um, so, but I had this mindset shift around the whole business would, you know, suck me into it. And my life would not be what it, what I wanted it to be if I actually did the jobs of a real estate agent. And I worked evenings and weekends. I just wasn't willing to do it. So we should call you Dr. Lars from now on? Yeah, that's right. Just I just have just, the, uh, I'm ready to... the gloves up, ready to go. Um, I think you just painted the exact picture of why you're on the show, your mindset, your approach, your systems, your engineering. And I think that paints a picture for agents who want to build a sustainable business in which they are able to pick the best most valuable pieces and assume those roles and delegate the rest. Now, how would your advice change right now for agents who are that solo agent in this market and probably wondering, wow, he just painted this picture of, you know, the utopian vision of I have for my business, but like I'm right now trying to figure out, you know, I'm in New York or I'm in California and I can't really do what you're saying. At least that might be the mindset and whatever in each one of these episodes is every guest has brought a sense of mindset that allows anybody listening who's really listening 
to then say, oh, wait, no, I do see the opportunity. And so if you could paint a picture for what actions and especially for your coaching clients and people who haven't yet risen to higher level of the hierarchy, somewhere maybe towards the bottom, what things would you instruct them to do right now to continue towards that vision and, and picture that people follow you for? I would say, I mean, just, just like as a human being, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give one sort of just like higher level advice and then I'll go tactical. I mean, a morning routine, I can't imagine uh, really crushing it with, with what's getting ready to happen with the economy. I can't imagine not starting your day in some kind of grounded activity, whether it's prayer or meditation or reading or journaling or, or, you know, just taking it's good self care, like putting the oxygen mask on first. That is about the most powerful thing that I do. I'm not even remotely worried about what's going to go on in, in our industry. I've prepared for it mentally, financially, and spiritually. So if you're not feeling that way right now, like when's the best time to plant a tree? It was 20 years ago or today. Right. You know, so so use this time as a way to get your act together with just a, a morning routine that helps you. And then in in just tactically in real estate, it's your database and one lead source. And not because it's Red X. Red X is like the first tool. It was the first tree I planted in my business. Hmm. And you've got to plant these trees. My database and, and Red X was the first two trees I planted in my business. And our database did nine, 900,000 last year. And uh, Red X is, the, is the, the pillar, the root system of our expired and FISBO, and that did 700. So about a little more than half of our GCI came from the first two trees I planted. So think of these things that you're planting in your, that you're setting up in your business as million dollar pillars, and mm. then you'll really take the time to set them up properly. Fantastic. Yeah, that mindset right there is perfect for, um, I mean, I see Amanda back on here. She's been showing up on the show every single day. And so I think she asks great questions. I think she's actually a new agent. So I'm, I'm really happy to see her back on here because it, it lets me know that somebody is out there who needs this, is showing up for it, and you're speaking to her future right now and all the other Amandas out there watching so if you could give Amanda right now some uh, tactical advice on now, how do you go implement that? I'm sure, I'm not sure if Amanda's a customer or not. This is open and free to everybody. But if she is, um, what services? And then how would you then get into the tactics of implementing? You love Red X. I work at Red X. So let's talk about Red X, Red X services. You know, pick one that you think is most important. And oh, she says, I am a customer. Great. Thanks, Amanda. Um, and uh, Amanda, what what lead service do you use? And then we'll have uh, Lars kind of walk us through that. And uh, while we wait for her to type that in, um, we really are trying to do exactly what this is right now. It's not just a, a one-way, let's talk at the audience, but let's get them involved. And so if they have questions, if you have questions, chat them in, email them in, type them in. Um, this is not just a show where, you know, the two of us, you and I, Lars, catch up and talk about cool stuff. Uh, we're really trying to help people. And I would say, speaking to, um, to Amanda directly, I mean, th this is the time where most agents in your market are going to freak out and go back to what they were doing before, if that job is even available. 
and just know that that's coming and don't get freaked out by it. Mm. Don't watch the news. Don't spend too much time on social media. These are the years back in the Great Recession when we went from 15,000 to 5,000. I did very basic stuff. It would blow your mind if you knew what I did to to go to 400 plus sides as a team. All of that happened in all of those bad years. And so, but I didn't, I wasn't swayed by agents getting out of the market. I was like, well, more for me, you know? Mm. So it really is mindset. And I just did one thing at a time. The, 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 you know, not, I didn't, the book didn't exist then, but Gary's Keller's book, the one thing, like the one thing I did was it was one system at a time. There was, it was three main pillars in the first three years of my business. It was database. It was expired FISBOs. And then it was, Back then, you could use Craigslist to generate pretty high-quality buyer leads. So I was doing buyer lead gen on Craigslist, and it, it worked really well. Um, but I just got good at one thing at a time. And then once I mastered that one thing, I got leverage in that area. Hmm. Um, but it's really committing to a, a laser focus around the things that are going to make you money. Create the problem in the most front-end part of your business. It's easy to generate leads. The, the lead conversion is the hard part and tracking is the hard part, quote unquote. Uh, and you just got to do that. If you have no appointments in a day, you are nine hours straight of 50, 10, 50 minutes, laser focus, new business development, 10 minute break, 50 minutes, like nine sets of that. Hmm. And if you, if your goal is to have, you know, minimum 25 meaningful conversations as high as 50 meaningful conversations a day. If you do that for two to three years, 25 to 50 conversations a day, I promise, especially over what's coming the next couple of years, you will be the agent that took a whole bunch of business and folks are going to want to follow you. All you need is, all I have was one administrator and I picked up four agents and we went to 180 deals from 60 a year earlier. Mm. And because no, those agents didn't know what to do and they just saw me doing it you know, on my own and they wanted to come be a part of it. I had no recruiting program back then. I had no name back then. It was just, so I don't know if that's helpful advice because I keep going big picture, but I, I see that opportunity for someone that's not willing to let what's going on now get in their head. And especially right now, the next four to six weeks, just put your head down and stack buyers and sellers. The gates are going to open up. The horses are going to run again. You know, but right now the gates are closed and we're limited a little bit in what we can do. Um, go virtual, virtual consultations running and getting good success. Um, all of that stuff in terms of pivoting the business. Uh, but yeah, so that's my advice for Amanda. Yeah, she's just uh, dropped what lead sources she uses. And um, th we'll stay out of the tactics of the virtual stuff because we've covered that so many times already in some of the past episodes. And so for everybody watching live or uh, on the recording, you can go back to our past episodes. We're starting to put the time codes in, so that way you can jump to whatever part of the video makes sense for you. So uh, we're trying to build that in there. Um, I think if you go listen to uh, uh, pretty much any of our past episodes, there's some tactical approach to doing that virtual stuff. So let's leave that there. And then let's address Amanda right now. Let's give her some free coaching. Um, she's got expired. She's got FISBO. She's got GeoLeads. And so let's pick... Out of those three, uh, if you had to focus her on the one thing, let's uh, let's give Amanda a, a daily routine of knowing what to do and what to say if she were to focus on those expireds. 
Yeah. So geo, I mean, uh, circle prospecting is a little bit tougher cause it's like finding a needle in a haystack. I probably wouldn't start there, you know, expires and withdrawns and FISBOs, like those are folks that they're raising their hand. They're telling you that they, they have to sell that they want to sell. So I would do anything geo right now. I wouldn't think that you're going to brand yourself in your community or, you know, any, any of that nonsense. I would focus on one or the other to start i would get a little bit of momentum around fizbos or expireds to start i would include some sort of handwritten uh handwritten letter some sort of direct mail that you can get someone who's part-time at a low dollar per hour to get you to write those or we we use a laser we have a system for it um i almost want amanda to reach out to me and i could just share like our full system um which i would only do for because she's here live uh i would love for her to crush it on them but it's uh it's not real expensive to do and it's a force multiplier so you, you'll get people calling you you know in addition to you calling them um do you have any examples just, of any handwritten stuff and if you don't maybe you could share that with us and we'll post this in the uh, show notes underneath the youtube video or on our page yeah it's super basic so we have it on our letterhead it's a a, a high quality uh, color copy. So it's color letterhead with black writing. It says hi. And then it's just blank. You know, I noticed that your property at, and then there's a blank line came off the market recently. Are you still interested in selling the property or would you be interested in selling the property to one of our qualified buyers? And then I just, I sign it with a phone number. Uh, give me a call if you know, give me a call or something. So it's super basic. It's only one letter, but we get a lot of calls off of it. And it's, it's just a consistency of doing it and making the calls and attaching the two. And so when you're on the phone, you could say, I sent, I sent you a letter, you know, so you can kind of attach the two. Uh, it's not rocket science. Uh, we've done letters. We've done five letter sequences. I've done, you know, I did the Kinder Reese postcards, the 13 postcards until like 12 agents in my market did it. And then it didn't work. Um, so you might have to adapt and sort of shift what you do, depending on what other agents are doing in your market. But direct mail is, it, it's always going to work. You know, we use a white, a white envelope with handwritten, you know, return address, not just with your home address and a first class postage stamp. It's opened a hundred percent of the time. Does it have like a little perfumey smell to kind of give it a no, no, just <laughs> no. a little love note? Uh, I, that might work, you know, if you make it smell like vanilla or a candle. I bet that would do something. Like, oh wow, this this smells great, honey. Why does the house smell so good? Um, someone sent me pulper. Uh, so you talked about stacking the deck, essentially, right? Stacking it up. It's the horses are going to run, and so I could hear Amanda and maybe some of the other people. Not literally hear them, but I can think about some of their objections to. Okay, but. I'm one, I'm currently in a no cold calling zone or two, I'm in a state where activity has slowed down. And so what benefit do I have calling FISBOs or I can't call FISBOs or expireds? Um, what's the, like you said, adaptation to that approach given the current circumstances? What would your postcard language change? Would your phone script change? I don't know. I mean, I, I think... I was trained as a marketer when I first got into, into business. So like Dan Kennedy style marketing, Yep. you know, where direct response rules all. So I always think there's something you can, you can put out to get somebody to respond to it. Yeah. Um, so that's where my head goes first is that there's, 
you know, we have agents in our market dropping off packets to FISBOs and expireds. So there's probably not a law against, maybe there is, as long as they're not active. I mean, you could drop by and just knock on their door and have a package that you hang on there if they're not home or if yeah, they're home, yeah. you, you can use the same script. You know, there's, there's things you can 100% do, you know, that are going to take some effort, but what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, um, we do, we do, we did create a virtual home listing program and, and all of that. So we've, we've got those that we're marketing. Um, we're, we're scripting that we, we want to get everything squared away with a buyer and their lender. And we want to get everything ready to go to market with a seller so that we can hit the market when things loosen up. Mm. So, so that's how our script has changed around that. Like you absolutely want to be the first seller on the market you know, when things go back to normal, we, we've been deemed an essential business in our, in our state. So we're, we don't have some of the restrictions that other states have that are like just shut down. Um, but we're still impacted. I mean, everyone's sort of in a weird place. No one's thinking like, well, this is the perfect time to list my home. Um, unless you have to be somewhere, but, uh, yeah. So I, I think your script changes a little bit, but you, you just have to change the approach. And I guess it's a little bit weird if you're door knocking with social distancing, but, um, you know, just be resourceful and, and think like a marketer, you know, a marketer, this is a marketer's dream. You know, a time like this is really exciting. And I'm thinking more from a business perspective because recruiting is going to be amazing, uh, during these times. Um, and Amanda, there's no, or listeners that are solo agents, there's no shame in looking for a really well-run real estate team. no i'm being serious yeah yeah. really really well-run real estate teams they typically have a path where you could make in in our market we have a clear path to 100 grand you know so you you run our system as an agent on our team you know we'll get you to a hundred thousand dollars when you do what we tell you to do and we train you up the way we're going to train you up and uh so i just put that out there not because we need agents as much as there's this like ego around, you know, I have to be the one that's doing it on my own. And it's not true. People are better off on a team than, um, than doing it on their own. So it's, it's just a thought. I don't know what market uh, Amanda is in, but yeah, you, you know, bring up a, really a, a well-run. T- is that uh, we've discovered that so many, like I said, so many of our agents are solo agents that are, are alone and uh, here at Red X and I'm sure at your company as well, that we have the benefit of daily interaction, essentially with positive people who are always thinking about new ways to get better at marketing, get better at prospecting, get better at data, get, we were surrounded constantly by those people. And uh, we know that a lot of agents don't have the luxury of jumping on a Zoom call with people who help raise the standard daily. And so part of the purpose of this show and bringing you on is to help fill that gap and let agents who maybe, maybe it's Amanda, who are that solo agent looking for places to go, looking for resources and people to connect with. And that um, maybe we can give her an opportunity right now. Let me me put the question like this. How, what question would you give Amanda to help interview potential partners or other agents, uh, other brokerages to know, is this the right place for them during these upcoming potentially uh, challenging times? Yeah. Um, what would you look would, for? Ask her to look for. Yeah, I, I'd talk to, I'd probably talk to a couple agents on the team. Um, I'd want to know what their training looks like. 
I don't think any big box brokerage has any of it figured out. So there's no, you can't come to like a KW market center or like a call a banker and, and sign up with just the general pool of agents and be lulled into thinking that they have training for you. They do not have training for you. I promise like we're in a KW market center, the number one in the world and our average agent sells seven homes. So on our team, the average agent sells 60 to 75 homes because we run a different, a different model. Our agents have a better quality of life, less stress, more time and more money. So they'll make over $200,000 a year. Our lead agents, they've earned it over a period of years, but they don't have to pay for their own red X. They don't do their own direct mail. They don't pay transaction coordinators. They don't run, you know, signs or do photography or Matterport tours. Um, I would make sure it's actually a real estate team, hmm. you know, and it's not a brokerage. It is not the answer. I promise you. It's the team. That it a hundred percent a well-run team. team. Hmm. Yeah. And splits aren't the only way you get paid in real estate. There's a full eight different ways you can, you know, compensation works in real estate. Agents want to look for commission split but the average agent only sells five or six homes. So a hundred percent of five or six homes sucks. There's, there's no money in it. And so, but that is the way our industry thinks I'd rather sell on our team. You could sell 50 homes a year working less hours and having less stress than an agent outside of our team selling 12 homes. And you could take home more money, even though it's more homes working less because we take off the, 80% that doesn't get you paid anyway. We, our, our agents don't do repair negotiations. They put something under contract. They don't even have to show up at closing, you know, because our team is really well run and we just want salespeople selling. If you're good at selling either inside or outside, outside sales makes more than inside sales, but our inside salespeople work 40 hours a week and they make a hundred grand, you know, and we have showing agents that make 55 to 60 grand because they just like showing homes. Hmm. But average agents in our market don't even make 55 to 60 grand net and they work more hours than our showing agents. So I would interview the team leader, make sure it's a well-run team and then just see what positions they have available. We have four sales positions available and two, two of them are salaried. You know, they have salary plus a bonus. Hmm. So, you, so you have some stability. So kind of stepping up one level and kind of repackaging what we've talked about here for Amanda and everybody else watching is what works in this market. Well, what worked in the last market is going to work in this market, which is your concept of routine, consistency, pick the pillar, pick the one thing, go deep before you go wide, get proficient, scale up, work the pay grade up to the point where you're most valuable. No matter where you are in that process, make sure you're looking at things with that level of visibility. Uh, surround yourself with great people, right? Isn't that kind of the same thing as saying teams? Surround yourself with uh, a, a great environment that helps support your vision and their vision. And then uh, we essentially kind of scratched at the surface of the little open loop. I didn't forget about closing it, which was um, I think agents right now don't have the same I would say leadership and vision that you are bringing into this conversation and that all they see is the headlines and then they are probably looking at their bank account and their credit card statements. And one thing I'm afraid of, and I'm trying to address this in a way that speaks to the value, not money, value, not price, 
is that whether it's your coaching services or Red X's services, that all they see coming up is the next billing cycle and they're forgetting what you talked about or they're not, they don't have visibility into six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks. Like someone like you has had such a big, broad perspective that you had your best start in the worst times. And so I would just want to see if you had any words of caution to agents who are calling up any of what, any of the essential tools in their businesses, any of the essential purchases in their business that they don't, I would say, cut them without the right information. And so what are those essential things you think agents should absolutely hold on to to the very, very end? And what advice would you give them as to why? That's a good question. So, yeah, I mean, the, the reaction across the board, even with, you know, we, 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 pick up where most coaching programs leave off. So we don't really have anything for someone who's less than three to 500,000, you know, as a solo agent with an administrator is kind of our entry point. Um, so there's really nothing to sell to folks that are solo agents. I, I would say though, the reaction is that you're cutting everything, you know, where like not even people are shutting down their cards. They're, you know, registering their cards as, as like, as like nobody can charge anything. And they're, they're not even going into a, a, a decision-making process. Mm -hmm. To me, I went through it myself. I have it right here. I have it right here. I went through, I've got a couple businesses and a personal account. And I printed out four months of statements. And I went through line by line. And I, I put an X, a question mark, or a check. A check is I could not live without it. A question mark is it could probably go. Or I didn't know what it was, which is even worse. And an X, an X is something that has to go. And so you've got to be able to, to manage. A database takes a little bit more effort, you know, than a, a, another lead source, but a database and a lead source. And I've already kind of explained that the highest return are both of those in my business. And if you don't have the mindset to do this alone, go into a well-run team. If you have the mindset that I'm going to kick the shit out of this shift, then do it and put your head down and just do the daily tasks and don't be affected. If you know you're just in social media and in news and you're just screwing yourself over every day mentally, like stop that. You, you, you're going to, even if you're on a team, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to lose. Um, but yeah, I, I just look at ROI. The reason I can spend, you know, $80,000 a month in two businesses, you know, I've got two separate businesses that spend 80, a million dollars a year of expenses. I can do that because I have the right financial model. You know, I'm not overpaying my agents. Our gross margins are, you know, 68, 70% in the real estate team. We pay our broker and all of our agents inside and outside. And so I can spend a million dollars because I know the numbers in that business. You know, so know, know your numbers. You have to invest in some bits of technology or pieces of leverage, whether it's a part-time. Think about the talent with a part-time administrator right now. Someone who has their license who's not going to make it that you can give five hours a day of, of administrative work to do. They can run your signs. They can take your pictures. They can enter your listings. So I don't know if I answered the question as much as, um, you know, investment versus expense. Like there's just certain things that are going to lead to a multiple 
return. The fact that I prepared for this financially, I'm able to double down on hiring. I'm able to double down on, you know, things that I know are going to lead to growth once the dust settles on this stuff. Yeah, I think you've done a fantastic job of painting the big picture for people today. And I think maybe tactics come second, right? If you don't get the big picture, then what are you executing on in between those things? It's a good point. So, so I'll say this. I always had a three-year vision. I, every year, I always start with a three-year vision. It's always rolling. It's in six areas of my life. And then I bring it back to the year. Then I bring it back to the 90 days. Then I bring it back to 30, to a week, and to daily. So it does start with, I think the reason my mind always goes to that is that it always begins with where you want to end up three years from now. And so you, I got to 180 deals in three years and I hadn't even sold anything in my life before, but I just, I knew that I wanted to build something that didn't rely on me because I wanted to be a husband and a dad. And so like you can do anything. The question is most of you won't. Hmm. And so be that person that's going to commit to building something, you know, whatever it is, it could be you and an administrator and you're doing 50 deals and making, taking home 300 grand or 150 grand or 200 grand. It's, I do believe it starts in the mind. So I don't mean to be too out there, but um, that's, that's where it started for me, you know, very specific on where I wanted to be and where I wanted my net worth to be and my physical body and my spiritual life and my wife to getting her out of the hospital so she didn't have to work anymore. I wrote all that stuff in 2009 and I just got to work on it and I still do it today. I still have a three-year plan always. I love it and uh, I want you watching right now. We're going to put the notes to the show in the bottom. We're going to provide the links to Lars's site. We're going to get after the show, stick with us, Lars. I want to get the best links so that way some of that top level stuff we can direct people to get maybe some of your vision uh workbooks or i know you've got material that cover this mm -hmm. stuff and so we'll put that in the show notes and so i just want to thank you so much for the time give you the last word as far as if there's anything final that you'd like to put out that is just kind of creeping around you're like oh i wish i said that let's uh let's give the audience an opportunity to hear what you're thinking yeah i, I think especially as we're recording this uh in our families, in our communities, in our brokerages, in our like wherever you exist in the world, all of those constituents desperately need someone to lead. It's going to be really hard to step up as a leader if you're consumed in the media, social media, or the news. Like there's nothing you can control about what's going on right now, except maybe you need to stay in your home. But watching all of that stuff is going to, it's going to kill your momentum. There's no way you can be successful if you're checking multiple articles and multiple news outlets and you're on social media posting highs and lows and death count and you're watching tickers and like all of that stuff needs to be wiped out. Mm. I promise you, I promise you that you have to eliminate all that stuff if you're going to be successful. Don't watch any of it. I've read one article, one article on Corona. It's all that I've read and I don't do any news or any social media. And so, and my wife, it annoys my wife a little bit because she wants to be in the know, yeah. but I know that the only chance I have to grow my businesses and take advantage of everyone freaking out is by eliminating all that stuff. So that's my last words. Thank you. Lars. 
And uh, we look forward to having you back. I think we just scratched the surface of what I think is one of the hottest, most valuable topics we've talked about so far is that big picture and breaking things down into the small daily dose. And uh, I think that's what's missing from a lot of agents' lives, motivation, vision, right? Without a vision, people perish. Uh, so I think a business without a vision perishes, and we are in our own businesses, and we have a hard time separating the two. But until that time, right? Yep. Until that time. Um, trust God, trust God and chill. I'm glad you brought up without a vision that people, yeah. people just got to chill out. Yeah. Like, chill out. You know, I, I was about to wrap it up, but my, my, my girlfriend and I say wife, cause it's easier to just look at the relationship. We're essentially married. I know she's watching this. She's like, Oh, you love me. Um, you know, uh, but we listen to a nightly meditation every night. And one of the things that has stood out for us, you know, secular, you know, non-denominational type meditation, uh, but one thing has stuck with me, and I see it show up over and over again, and it's helped us tremendously through so much adversity, and that it goes back to people perish out of the vision. So we have our vision, but we lose sight of it. And so this thing I'm about to say helps us stay or get reconnected with it, which is the answers are streaming and coming to you. And like there's this thing, Wayne Dyer. You can look up Wayne Dyer's nightly meditation. It's like a five-minute night meditation. We listen to it day in and day out, day in and day out. And that sticks with me every day. So when I get anxious or scared or worried, I'm like, oh, wait, what did he say? Oh, yeah, the, the answers are streaming towards you. And they always are and they always do. And so whether it's God or meditation or whatever it is, I think now's the time to trust blank, whatever it is for you, and chill. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. It's a good way to end it. I got nothing more to say. <laughs> All I got to say is uh, sign up if you're not on the list. Follow us on social. Follow us on YouTube. Get the notifications. Follow Lars. Uh, we're putting out daily doses of do it on the show because right now, well, positivity is in uh, high demand. And, well, we're trying to bring it every single day. And so if you need accountability, you need positivity, we're trying to show up every single day for you. So if you need a place to come and chill, Come with us, chill with us, hang out. We'll bring Lars back another time. And until then, I'm Justin Zimmerman, Director of Content here at Red X. Thank you so much for spending this last hour with us. Have a good rest of your day.